Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 318, and I am excited today because we're going to talk about something that you guys have heard me really start to mention more and more, and the reason is is because it's more and more important now than ever. Now, email marketing, that's what we're going to be talking about and how to sell your products without being a jerk because a lot of people think that number 1, when you email market, you're a marketer. And let me just kind of let me just kind of let you guys in on a little secret here. We're all marketers. Whether you're a kid trying to sell your parents to take you to the movies, they're a salesman in a sense, right? They're a marketer and they're good at it. So you should pay attention to your kids. I've always said that. But Email marketing a lot of times gets a bad name, and the reason is because marketers do ruin it, right? All they do is they just pound you over the head with offer after offer after offer, and that's not the way that we want to do this. So I really do want to dig into this, and the guy that I wanted to have come on and talk about this is Ryan Lee. Now, if you have not heard of Ryan, Ryan has been online for, oh gosh, over probably 18 years now. And he has really done it all. I mean, he has, well, he's had his own membership site where he was teaching uh, fitness experts how to take their expertise and bring it to other fitness coaches or to start their own businesses. Uh, He's been in that space for a very long time, all the way back to when he started. He also got into supplements. He grew that into a multi-million dollar business. And then all of a sudden a big old change happened and he'll talk about that and he'll talk about like, you know, why you can't have all your eggs in one basket and all that stuff. Uh, But then he did another pivot, but it's always come back to email marketing and messaging to the people that you are eventually going to be selling to. And, and he even says, if, if you can master this, if you can even just start just by dabbling in it, you're going to see there's so much value that you can number one, provide to your customers, but then also you can learn a lot about them. And he has a really great way of doing this. I'm a big follower of Ryan as far as his emails. I read them every single day because he sends out an email every day. And some people would say, well, wow, that's crazy. That's overkill. And to some people it may be, but his emails really do provide value. And that's the key, right? You can kind of weave in value and then a slight little offer. And it, and it's okay because as long as you're getting the value, we're okay with that. And uh, I just really, really want him to uh, break this down. And that's why I invited him on uh, again, just to to kind of free fly with him a little bit too. I mean, he's just, uh, he's a ball of energy. I told him uh, when him and I get on, we may start a fire here because uh, we're both high energy um, and uh, he is, uh, he's just really, really high strung. Uh, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear this. Now, if you guys are just launching a product, this will still pertain to you. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get all overwhelmed with this. Just understand what we're talking about when we say things like when you're building an email list, you're really building that asset. So this way here, you can communicate with your customers or future customers. All right. So you don't have to do it now, but it is something that I say, as soon as you can, I would make that part of my thing that I would do after I launched because, or even before you launch, because that can help you launch your products easier. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, Scott, how do I launch my products now without being able to do a review group or, you know, someone, uh, or, you know, someone else's list, like, how do I do it? Well, you can build your own, uh, again, you know, knowing that this is kind of how we need to launch products now. And that will give you an edge because when you go to launch products, you'll already have this list of people that you know 
are your target market. Now, I did a workshop on this, and if you want to go watch the replay of that, or if it at the time it may be a streaming one, I'm not quite sure, depending on when you listen to this, but I really did give a deep dive and a visual of exactly how to build that list, and then also I did a case study of how we built a list of over, at the time it was 3,000, now it's up over 15,000, but that list is a targeted list, it's not just people raising their hand for a discount for a variety of products. It's in a specific market, and now we can communicate with that list, and that's really where this conversation with Ryan Lee will come in handy, because once you start building that list, you have to say to yourself, what do I say to them? What do I deliver to them? How do I speak to them? Am I the face of the company? Am I not the face of the company? And all of those questions. But that workshop can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash build list. And when you do that, you'll be able to watch that entire workshop. And uh, Chris and I do a really deep dive in that. And uh, I believe we even give some handouts there, some resources. So definitely go check that out. But before you do that, you're definitely going to want to listen to this, or you may even want to take the two together because this conversation will really, really allow you to see the big picture of how you communicate with that list once you have it. All right. So I'm going to also link everything up in the show notes as usual, and the transcripts will be there for you. So theamazingseller.com forward slash 318, and you can find all of the resources and all the links that we talk about inside of this episode. So I'm going to stop talking now so you can listen to this high energy deep dive into email marketing and how you can communicate with those people on your list and really take your business to the next level. So enjoy this interview that I did with my good friend, Mr. Ryan Lee. All right, Mr. Lee, what is up? How are you doing? This is uh, this is a, a really an exciting day. How you doing, man? I am doing Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm not, come on, <laughs> Scott. You and I are going to start a fire together today because we're still, we're, we're both very, very high strung, as I said earlier. Scotty B and Ryan Lee, how are we going to be stopped? Gonna it's going to be insane, right? Uh, I no, I. 30 I, minutes of fluff and like a minute of content. Yeah, right. Zero, yeah. This is zero content hour. You are, right. you are, you are the no BS guy. And, uh, and I know that just from reading your emails, cause I, I enjoy reading your emails just to see how you're writing your emails. Like I literally <laughs> just, I mean, I read your emails. I think they're, they're very good. I, and I've actually, I've learned a lot through, um, just reading your emails and, and kind of like how you can be real, but then still have a little bit of a, of a pitch in there and, right. uh, and, and get away with it in a way because you're adding value. And, so I, I just got to say, I'm, I'm definitely a student of, of your, your email, and that's really why I wanted to have you on today. I know you have a lot of history in the online space, and you do have some experience, um, well, specifically like a supplement company, a pretty large supplement company. So I really wanted to dig right. into some email marketing like tips and, and tricks and stuff that you can kind of share um, around physical products and even digital products for that matter. But maybe we can just kind of dig into that. But before we do, okay. any, anyone that doesn't know who Ryan is, Ryan Lee, that is, uh, maybe you can give them a little bit of a background um, and get them caught up and then we can kind of dig in. Sure. Um, man, where do I start? <laughs> a long time ago. 72. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I started, yeah, you, I've been online for a long time. My first site was back in 1999. I was working full time in a children's rehab hospital and I was on the side. I had a, a personal training company where, where I trained. I mostly specialize in training young athletes. Mm -hmm. I was a, I was an athlete in college, and I ran track. I was a sprinter, and I love training. So I'm like, you know what? This internet thing is kind of 
looks like it's going to be a thing. So let me maybe have a little website built for my sports training company because I was doing clinics. Mm -hmm. I was working with skaters and tennis players. So I gave my neighbor Jonathan. I was trying to get my site up myself. I was using Front Page 98, if anyone remembers that. Wow, okay. Gave my neighbor Jonathan. He was 12 <laughs> years old. I gave him 20 bucks. I said, just help me get this damn thing up because I can't even publish it. Um, <laughs> and that's when domain names cost like 70 bucks. I remember even the domain name. like, oh, my God. Uh, so, you know, I just started writing articles because that was also before YouTube. Everyone was on dial-up. There was sure. no video. There was no audio. It was just not even pictures because the images would take 10 minutes to download. <laughs> right. Um, so it was just like a lot of text and articles and it just kind of kept growing and people started asking me questions and I started selling training equipment and medicine balls and, um, you know, kind of messed around for a few years, uh, then basically took all this content and said, you know what, now you're gonna have to pay for it. Now it's a paid membership site. Mm -hmm. And it was the first one at the time for sports training. Um, and things really took off in, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Uh, fast forward a few years, uh, I had all these fitness professionals on my list and I was teaching them. They're like, well, Ryan, you're an idiot. And if you could make money online, could you teach me? I'm like, sure. <laughs> um, so I had all these trainers and they, they didn't have any th supplements. The only thing you could sell at the time was like some cheesy network marketing stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. And they didn't want to join network marketing and, and other, there was one affiliate program. You got like a 3% commission. Like it wasn't even worth it. Yeah. Um, so we created this whole supplement company from scratch entirely on supporting fitness professionals. So mm -hmm. For years, anytime any fitness professional sold products online, books, DVDs, eBooks, anything, when they sold supplements on the back end, there was a 99% chance they were selling our stuff. Um, wow, wow. Yeah, and it, it was a really, really successful company. You know, the uh, uh, multiple seven-figure month business, um, and then you know. And, and, and so, so from there though, Ryan, so let, let me just dig into that real quick. Yeah, okay. So on the supplement side of things, I'm just curious because, you know, back in the day, like, you know, so basically you were just private labeling your supplements back then, correct? I mean, they weren't uh, tech, I mean, they were yours, your, your formulations and stuff, but it's really, you, you were making them and then they were, you were branding them to your, to your own supplements. I'm just trying to understand how yeah, you were able were to do it. Yeah. They were our supplement company name, right? Yeah. The trainers didn't use their own. They, they all basically, so it was, it was essentially a, a really powerful affiliate program. Okay. You know, okay. Essentially what it was, but they were, yeah, the, the difference was we, we knew fitness professionals were very picky on what they sold. Mm. Um, so we spent a lot of money. Like we, we did, we spent over $223,000 on one clinical study wow. for a fat burner to prove it actually worked. And it was published in the journal of sports nutrition. I mean, it's, it's a legit product. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we, we didn't like just find, Oh, it, now with supplement companies, a lot of guys find like the cheapest possible mm -hmm. Gross. cheapest stuff like oh it's a dollar fifty a bottle okay i throw my label on it super duper mm, you know mm -hmm. you know get rid of aids virus yeah oh, yeah crap. yeah and then they they jack it up and they sell it and um ours was not that ours was the complete opposite it was like really high quality good stuff and that's why our customers stuck around for a long time um so yeah so th that was that was the whole model it's like it's okay. got to be Really, really good stuff. So, okay. And then, and even though I just insulted everyone selling supplements. <laughs> no, 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 because you know, you're, you're right though. There's, there's, there's people yeah. that just find something off the shelf, shelf and slap their, their logo on it, or they actually have someone that knows about that business, whether it's a nutritionist or whatever, and they formulate yeah. something that they want that they don't have on the shelf. Um, yeah. then and that that's different stuff. Yeah. And that's, the, and that, that's what, yeah. that's the only thing that pisses me off. Like you get people getting into supplement game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> purely for the money and, and make outrageous claims. And 
you know, it's not like an ebook where someone could just get their money back. And but, you know, we're talking about stuff that people are ingesting mm, uh, and things scary, that can yeah. hurt. Yeah, and things that can hurt people. Sure. Um, and you're, you're and they're getting the cheapest price. The cheap, they don't know what's in it. They don't know what kind of fillers they're using. Um, and I just say, if you're going to do it, if you're going to say, you know, if you wouldn't want your own mother or father or brother or sister, or your own kids or wife or husband to take it, then you shouldn't be selling. Yeah, it. yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah. And I stand by that, and I still stand. If if you know, uh, I would never sell anything that's going to hurt people. So just know your stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, one hundred percent agree. Now I know there's going to be a lot of people, and again, we're going to get to this email stuff, but I, I really wanted to hear your story on this, and I know a lot of it, but I want you to catch other people up. Like, okay, so now people would be like, like, okay, Ryan, that was great. You had a supplement company. So what happened? Why? Why did it? Did did you sell it off, or did you just close it? Like, what happened there? And and the reason I want to share this too is because a lot of people they have success, and then that success leads them to other places. And I'm just curious to see what was the pivot there? Why, why did, why was the change in direction? Well, everything was, and everything was going great. Um, here was the big, here was the big pivot, right? We, it was probably about 95% of our income of our, of our business revenue was dependent on our affiliates. Mm -hmm. We were an affiliate driven business. That was the model, which is great because we don't have to spend anything to acquire customers, sure. right? The the affiliate goes out and promotes. If they send a thousand people to our site, a hundred buy, we get them all for free. You know, we pay commission, right. but we didn't have to pay to acquire the customer. Right, right. So what happened was, one of our top affiliates, and and you know how it is, like a very very small percentage, like maybe ten affiliates were really driving everything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. One of our top affiliates, like the number one or two guy, left, and basically started a competing business. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and he he, you know. They made promises that we couldn't make and created products we wouldn't create and, you know, stuff gotcha. like that. Gotcha. So, so essentially, you know, and he was buddy-buddy with all the other people. So right. they all like, oh, yeah, let's promote our friend because they didn't care. So it kind of goes it kind of <laughs> goes back to what I've said all along. The supplement business can be a dirty business. Oh, uh, you know what it, I mean? It's, it, it could be the, the, the hard, you know. With margins and, and, and again, like you can – and I'm not saying against this company. I'm saying but in general. Yeah. We could spend, you know, we spent two hundred something thousand dollars on on that one clinical study. People could just basically rip it off mm. and say, and and take one ingredient and say, "Hey, ours is clinically proven." And yeah. no, it's not. It's yeah. you have one ingredient that was in one study, but it but you, it, you don't even have the same formulation as us. But yeah, yeah. they don't care, and no one checks on them. And and you know, our product cost could be twenty dollars a bottle. Theirs could be three dollars, and they could beat us because they can give more commissions and they could say things and do things that we wouldn't do or say. Um, so that was the big, that was kind of the beginning of the end where it's like, well, the, the big learning, I I look at everything like a learning lesson. Like the the learning lesson is you must build a business where you, where you have the means to acquire your own customer. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you, and, and that goes for affiliates, like if you build a business and you say, well, affiliate, we're just going to be an affiliate business. You're relying on other people to do it for you. And which is nice if it works, but, you know, with the good comes the bad because if they leave, you're done. You're screwed. Yeah, yeah. Um, the same thing, you know, with Amazon. And I know you're a master at Amazon and you have all these freaking crazy algorithms. And I yep. don't know if you hacked it to Jeff Bezos's phone. I don't know what the hell you do, Scott. <laughs> yeah, right. You got some <laughs> shit going on. Um, but a lot of it is, as I'm assuming, besides the algorithms, you know more than I do. But I- I'm assuming a lot of it is kind of passive. Like you're hoping for the best. You're hoping that you get the good mm-hmm. link and, the, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um which can be nice, but if it doesn't work out or all of a sudden Amazon moves you down, you know, to the third page of results, like yep, yep. it affects Everything you. Everything changes. It's, 
Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, well, it's the same, same with Google, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that have built right. their businesses on Google and they're getting ranked and that's their only source of traffic. And then all of a sudden they do a major update. And because you had someone that uh, used smack. a private, yeah, you, they, they got smacked because of the links that they used to drive to your site. And all of a sudden you get de-indexed and now you lose all your traffic overnight and all your business goes away. One, the, the number one is the worst number in any business. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you lie in just one, you know, whether it's just one product or just one traffic uh, source or just one distribution, you know, or just affiliates, just one, like if you rely on just one thing, you're in trouble. Um, mm. so you've got to diversify, you know, your, your income, diversify traffic, diversify, uh, revenue streams, like all the different things you need to start thinking a little bit smarter and, and a little bit more strategic. Yeah. But that was our, you know, that was a big learning lesson for us. Like we have to, you know, and, and from then on, it's like every business I do and run has to be able to generate our own customers. Otherwise we're not doing it. Mm. No, that's, that's, that's huge. It's a, and, and I love it that you went back and, and kind of told that story. Like when you were riding the wave, the high wave, you, you probably were thinking to yourself like, man, this, I, I made it like, this is awesome. This is great. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, at the rate we were growing, yeah. you know, it was going to be like, you know, $150 million company within a couple of years. And that like in a day, basically yeah. just completely changed. Um, yeah, yeah. which is also why you have to be, you know, this, I know this is not a finance thing, but you have to be smart with your money. You know, yeah. you see these young guys, they get one hit, they get a hit on Amazon. Oh, we're the top product, you know, for whatever. And you know, they go out and they, they, they made a hundred grand and they, they put 85,000 down on like a sports car, Right. right. you know, idiot. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. don't, don't do that. Like yeah. put it all away, put it back in your business. Be smart. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. That that's awesome. Okay. So okay. now to get to the topic on hand here or at hand is really, um, email and email marketing. And it does actually lend itself to what you were saying, because if you do build a business and if you are smart enough, in my opinion, to build again, your own traffic, which could be in an email list. Um, I believe that that's a huge leverage point that you have because if Amazon boots you, if Google boots you, you can still right. drive people to wherever you want to drive them to. Um, yeah. so with that all being said, let's dig in a little bit to some email marketing. And I know you have a lot of expertise in this. You've been doing it for years. You actually taught a, uh, uh, it was a workshop that you did mm -hmm. in your, in your area, um, which talked all about it. And I really want to want to dig into, because you know, having a bigger, like people think business, they think, how does email marketing come into business? Like I want to be a company. I might not want to be the face of the company. So I want to talk a little bit about someone that is the face of the company and then someone that's not the face of the company and kind of like what we could do to whether it's message them or send them offers, or maybe we can talk about email subject lines. Like if someone's just starting out in their business and they have a, a product-based business, like mm -hmm. what would be like your first step? Like what would Ryan be thinking in his head? Well, the, the first thing is you kind of alluded to it. Like who's, who's writing the email, mm. right? Like okay. who's it coming from yeah. when you're signing it? Is it from a person or kind of from a company? Now I, I will say that even our company, when it was at its biggest, um, it's, we still had each email come from a person's name. Mm -hmm. We still had a face of it. It wasn't me. Actually, it was funny because a lot of people in the industry didn't even know I started the company. Um, but we hired a nutritionist and he was the face of the company. Like okay. every email came from him. So because to me, email is a very personal thing. Sure. Um, and, and I think you have to look at it like it's, I'm sending this email to you to one person. So I, st I start to think of, okay, who's writing the email and what's, you know, why should I listen to you? Mm -hmm. Why should I be on your list? If your email is only 
about, you know, nutritional products and ha- and you're selling me the products and you're just talking about different ingredients, I'm going to get bored pretty quickly. Like, what else is there? What's the reason I'm listening to you? What's the emotional impact? Like, what's this? What's the story behind you? Why should I? Why should I know, like, and you know, trust you? Because mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to trust. So it's you, you got to get into that frame of mind. It's okay. Like, who am I? What am I going to talk about? And and what are the the things? Like, what are those lines in the sand that I'm drawing? Whatever it is. So if you are so, so Scott, give me like a, a product. We'll kind of brainstorm here. Um, okay. Well, you know, actually it's funny because we were in, uh, actually I, I just interviewed Pat Flynn and, um, we were, we were talking uh, about, uh, you know, kind of like how to validate a product before you can actually, you know, launch it and kind of listen to your market. And we, and I, I went to uh, my, my daughter, I have a, a young daughter who's, who's nine. I've got two other ones that are older, but she's nine and she's into volleyball. So we went to volleyball and you probably know this from soccer and stuff. It's like, it's just mayhem. It's just like mm-hmm. this girl's volleyball is just nuts. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, and again, being an entrepreneur, you're like, there's a market here. There's people that need products. They need training. There's, you could do a hybrid model. Like all these things are across my head. So I said to Pat Flynn, I go, let's just brainstorm on this topic. So maybe that's what we could do. Maybe we can brainstorm in that field. So let's just say that it is, uh, again, we got to know who the market is, but let's just say that it's, it's that market. It's, uh, it's girls volleyball and it could range from age nine to 18 and, mm-hmm. uh, they need volleyballs. They need socks. They need, uh, maybe, uh, training assistance. Uh, they need, you know, different devices for, for the training that would be like, let's, let's run down that road. And, and okay. so if we're going to say a product, it could be, well, there, there was actually a training aid, um, that you actually, I think you hook it to your, your waist and it's got like a rope on it. So then when you hit the, the ball, it doesn't go farther than 10 feet and then it comes back. So okay. as a volleyball yeah, player, you're not chasing the ball, right? Right, right. Same They have that in tennis and baseball. So that, that would okay. be interesting. So, okay. So then the, the first question is, well, why, you know, what's your position in the marketplace, your USP, right? What's Mm. the differentiator? Are you just purely about price? Are you like, hey, we sell all these, you can get these doohickeys anywhere, you can get this ball on a rope anywhere, but no one's gonna beat our price Mm -hmm. because we we cut out the middleman and we we manufacture here in our backyard and we do it in our house. So if that's your thing, then that's your thing, right? That's kind of, you're gonna talk a lot about the price stuff. Right, right. you know, then there's, there's a lot of the middle of the road companies that'll just kind of play it safe. There'll be a little bit of everything for everybody. And here's our new product. And you know, it's 29.95. You can get the same price. You'll find the same thing on Amazon. You'll find it at your local sporting goods store. <clears throat> there's no real reason for them to buy from you. Mm. Right. In that world. Um, if it was my company, because knowing again, yeah, Amazon really has changed the game sure. because Pretty much you can get anything there. Mm-hmm. I don't care how sophisticated and how cool this this volleyball training aid is or the socks or the knee pads. Um, you can probably find it on Amazon and you could probably find it cheaper there. And you yep. get free shipping and you trust yep. them. Yep. So yep. it's really hard to beat them. Or, or unless you say, look, we, we're all about helping volleyball teams. You can buy – you can get them with your name on it. And you're, you know, yeah, now you little, do customization. Gen- right. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, right. That's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, okay, then – so how are we going to find a niche? What are we going to do? What are we going to say that's a little bit different? Okay, well, if it's 9 to 18-year-olds, so the kids are you know, from, from late middle school to high school, mm-hmm. um, and you're most likely talking to the parents. Exactly, right? yep. So you're talking to the parents. What do the parents want with the kids with volleyball? Right. You know, are these for serious players? The good chance they're probably serious players. So maybe your whole company, your emails are all about you know, serious, serious volleyball training. Right. Like how to raise serious volleyball athletes. Right. And 
you know, if you're a volleyball player and you're a coach or and your kid wants to play volleyball, what's the thing like what's happening in the industry now that you don't agree with? Mm. So maybe in the industry, everyone is about, you know, vertical jump training and, and doing this advanced jump training stuff because everything's about the vertical and volleyball and getting hot. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yours is like, look, if you are under 17 for whatever reason, like you shouldn't be doing any volleyball training. And anyone's telling you that is wrong. You know? mm. So, and, and I'm just kind of making this up, obviously. No, 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 of course. Yeah. You find you're stuck, you know, or you, your kids shouldn't be playing more than, in, you know, an hour a week, or they need to do cross training, or, you know, they should do swimming, whatever the things are, whatever those two or three things are, that's, that's what you got to talk about. Mm. Not, oh, our socks are 100% cotton and they, you know, right. you don't sweat. It's, it's got to be the emotional thing where like, yes, I get it. I'm in. And it's going to attract certain people and it's going to repel others. And you have to be okay with that. When I started off in the fitness industry talking about when I, when I did more general fitness stuff, my whole thing was I, I was a sprinter in college. So it's like, if you're going to train for fat loss and fitness and all this stuff, and even anti-aging, you got to do high intensity sprint training or high intensity interval training. The, like, that's what I'm for. And I'm against the long, slow, boring distance stuff. Mm. So that was, that was kind of the lane I picked. I'm like, this is what I'm for. And this is what I'm against. Um, and not at all. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would do the same thing in volleyball. This is what we're for. This is what we're against. Yeah. You know, other people go, Oh, here's a tactics and interview an expert and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's like right. you have to say something that's going to stand out and it's going to, you know, get people noticed. And, and in the end, like, what is, what's the result they want? Well, if they're, you know, if the kids are 16, 17, maybe their parents are looking at volleyball scholarships. So you could talk a little bit about that and, you know, Hey, there's, you know, here's the reality. There's X number of volleyball scholarships and X number of markets. And if you want to do it here, are the kind of tournaments, and then you can start giving some more information and more content. And, oh, by the way, um, you know, don't forget our socks are on sale at 25% off. You mm. think it's not related, but you, I mean, people, if they trust you and you already have their ear, they're like, oh man, Scott, Scott Volker recommend. All right, let me go check this out. Yeah. And it's kind of, I, I think what I'm hearing though, it's, it's a lot of what you do right now. Personally, it's like you kind of give this, this lesson, well, you give a little story and then you, you talk about where they are or something that you learn that's going to relate to them. You teach a little bit in the email in a sense, right. maybe add some curiosity if there's something you want to drive people to. But then at the very end in your PS, that's kind of like your pitch area where you're able to do that. And people that would get mad at that, they don't belong on your list anyway. Right. And they'll, and they'll leave and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that's a, that's a biggest challenge. I think most people have Scott. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it took me a while at the beginning too. It's like, you know, we want to please people. We want everyone to like us. And when you see like an unsubscribe, you feel like you've been like stabbed in the heart. Mm. You're like, oh, how could they not like me? And mm. you just have to think of, look, th- th- I'm just not right for them. Yeah. Um, or I'm not right for them right now. And I have people like that all the time. They're like, you know, Ryan, I was on your list for a while. I got off and I'm back on and I love it. And I missed it. Right. Um, right. And that, you know, and it happens and it's cool. But I, you're much, much better off building a list, you know, having a list of like a thousand people who love you and your tribe. Mm. They, do all this versus, you know, 10,000 people who are like, yeah, yeah, he's okay. Yeah. He's, he's okay. Then they, don't, then they don't buy. Yeah. And yeah. you talk about the big companies. I remember when we did our first book launch, like 10 years ago, we had all these big magazines lined up, these big business magazines, but oh, our, you know, we have 500,000 on our list and blah, blah, blah. And we had one guy with like a list of 1500 people just destroy them because wow. there's no relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, it's just, it's, it's big, dumb corporate stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that's not, the, I mean, 
it's just not the businesses I build and the, the people that I help. No, no, I, I agree. And it's funny because in the beginning, like you said, when you're first building your email list, you see an unsubscribe, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I better slow down my email communication. And as right. you start to go through it, you start to also, like me now personally, I'm kind of like, I'm thanking them because then it, it allows me to communicate with only people that want me to communicate with them. You know right. what I mean? So it's almost like, yeah. oh, I got 10 unsubscribes today. Okay, cool. Then those people, they, you know, I, I emailed one extra email this week and I got 10 new unsubscribes. Oh, okay. Who cares? Because now I got rid of those people that don't want me to communicate with them. And I'm only communicating with the ones that want me to, which I think is, is pretty powerful stuff. Um, yeah. It helps you hone in on your messaging too. Yeah, for, for sure. Now, okay, let's, let's flip it. I think the volleyball thing was too easy. Uh, to be honest with you, because there's so much content we could create yeah, around that you know niche. What? I don't know if it was that easy because I don't think most people think like this. I think most it's people true. think of, I got to do an email and it's got to be just like, here's what's on sale and yep. here's the product. Um, but uh, okay. Point being, okay. Why you want to make it harder? Bring it on. I, I am. I do want to make it a little harder. Come on. <laughs> I, I got one. This is one that we use. That you give it Pat Flynn. Come yeah. Right. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this one here is really unsexy. And I think I know what road you can go down with it, but let's just kind of throw it at you. What about like a nice stainless steel garlic press? Like a stainless steel garlic press that, you know, maybe someone's searching for because they were just in the kitchen. They broke it. They were crushing garlic. I just broke my garlic press. I got to go to Amazon and find a new one. Or maybe I just go on Google and try to find a new stainless steel garlic press. Okay. How do we communicate with that person? Like it's just kind of a, a thing. Or do we try to find the niche market of, you know, the professional chef or whatever? Um, well, yeah. And, and that, yeah, that is much more challenging. Um, well, the first, the first thing, it, it kind of goes back to what I said about 10 minutes ago is that if your business is uh, the, the worst number in your business is one. So if your entire business is, you're just selling one garlic press, mm. you're in trouble Yeah, because what happens once they, okay, so let's say you do a good job and you sell it and they buy the one, then what? Yeah. There's nothing else to sell nothing them. Else, it's yeah. not a, that to me is not a business and I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. So I, the first thing, so if this was my client, I'd say, okay, the first thing we need to do is let's fill this out with five or six different products mm -hmm. and let's figure out from there, which niche we're going to be in. Are we in the niche for like, let's say we're just going after single guys who want to impress their their dates or, or guys who want to learn how to cook better. Or we go down the market of this is high end for just for professional chefs or people who love watching the food network and want to be like that. Or we go down the, the angle of, okay, this is for busy moms and let's, let's create all our product. Even though the products would probably be the same for all these different markets, yeah. you know, maybe the professional chef, the quality might be a little higher, but give or take, it's, it's all going to be the same products. It's only how you position it. Mm. Right. Um, so, you could have the same set and you could even here's here's what we did with one of our supplement companies. We started a secondary supplement company. What you don't realize is you let's say you have five products now you have a garlic press, you know, a food processor, uh, a can opener or whatever, five or six yeah, products. Yeah. You can say, OK, this is called, you know, big boy kitchen. Right. And we're for guys and single guys and their man cave and cooking and all that stuff. Um, you could have the exact same products, create a second website. That's called Big Girl Kit. And it's like the same products. Now it's just <laughs> right. for a different market. Right, right. Um, you'd be shocked how many people do that in the supplement world. So I would say it just depends on which angle you go down. Um, I mean, yeah, you could say with the garlic press, oh, it's, you know, for this and something with bad breath. Uh, who the hell knows? Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a million ways to take it. But I would say we got to round out the product mix first because I would tell the person straight up, you, you're not going to be able to build a business because 
depending on your cu- customer acquisition cost and how much you're selling it for, you're not going to be able to sell a garlic press for enough money so that there's enough money to buy the customer because it's a one-time purchase. Right. How many garlic presses do people buy? Right, even, right. So even if it's a four, I have no idea how much garlic presses cost, but let's say it's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And let's say your cost of goods is, you know, 10 bucks. So you got mm-hmm. $20. Um, it might cost you 20 just to get the customer or more. So now you're at zero. If you have nothing else to sell them, then you're done. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times, Scott, most people don't think of this as a business. Mm. Like they're, they're not, and I'm not saying this as an insult, but they're not sophisticated about it. They don't think down the road and they just think, oh, this is a cool garlic press. I can get it for 10 bucks. Let me just sell this thing. But there's, I'd much rather, instead of doing a hundred different products, a hundred different categories, I think strategically and in terms of email, it's much easier to pick one vertical and go really deep. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to go for the vertical of guys in their 20s and 30s who are young and want to be a home cook and impress the girls and impress their girlfriend and we're going to sh- and we'll have books and we'll write books that are going to cr- talk about that and maybe we could have maybe we could even affiliate and joint venture with some people who have some products about, you know, dating and relationships or picking up women or whatever, right? But own that market. Mm. as opposed to I have a shiny new garlic. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like, and I, I, I like this model, is where you're really, uh, you're, you're going out and identifying a market and then seeing what products are served to the market and then creating the content around the market that also then lends itself to the product. Absolutely. Yeah, I as love opposed that. To, yeah. As opposed to, I have a garlic press, now how the hell do I sell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, what, which is what most people do. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I or, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. and again, when we're coming into email marketing, which you know that's really why I wanted to have you have you come on. But really, we got really into kind of like market, like how do we position ourselves and in, in that same product, which I think is is great. Um, but now my next question would be, okay, now let's say that we 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 go down that road, we go in the, maybe the volleyball niche or something mm-hmm. like that, like we did, and we could go a whole bunch of different directions, like you said. However, we wanted to do that. But now I know some people are like, well, email is dead, isn't it, Ryan? I mean, yeah. it's, you oh, know. Then they're wrong. First yeah. of all, anyone who says, <laughs> anyone who sells email is dead. The reason they're saying it, I guarantee you, if they have an opt-in or whatever, they're going to do a webinar or they're going to sell a course about how to get traffic with, you know, with Twitter, with LinkedIn, mm. with Pinterest, with Instagram. They have something to sell you. But the funny thing is they're going to sell you through email. Like yeah. how are they getting you on the webinar? And watch what they're doing because the first thing they're going to do is have you opt into something. Mm. They're not saying, hey, you know, email is dead. To find out more, go here and like our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing that. No. Because it doesn't convert. Right. They, right. What are they doing? They send you to an opt-in page and they're getting your email. It's like, yeah. hmm, oh, yeah. Email, it, email yeah. is where the sales happen. Yep. And anyone who says that is completely misinformed. They're so wrong because also – you, the other thing is you don't own if, – if you have a 1,000 Facebook followers, Facebook fans, you don't own that. No, no. You know, as Obama said, you didn't build that. Yeah. Um, you know, you, um, <laughs> I don't know why because I said you don't own it. just sounded like that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't own that. right? Facebook does. And, right, right. And Facebook and the way those companies make money is through, is through you know, ads and sponsorships and, and boosting things. So – you know, where Facebook, if you had a thousand fans, you used to post something, you used to reach three, four hundred of them. Now you reach like two people. Yeah. So because they want you to boost it yep. um, with an email, it's your list and yeah. you reach them anytime you want. So I say focus on building your list. And then from there, you can say, oh, by the way, and you can follow us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter, but get them on your list first. But your list, I'm telling you right now, 
you can have a, a list of, of 10,000 people and a Facebook following of 10,000 people. Do a test. Don't even, don't even listen to me, right? Send the promotion to your email. Do the exact same promotion on Facebook. It's the same 10,000 people. And you see which one makes more sales and gets more clicks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally agree with you because, I mean, I've done, I mean, I've done this now for well over uh, eight years and in different, different markets, too. And it's, it's always the same. Like, you know, it, when, when Facebook was good, I should say, or when, when it was allowing you to reach those people, it was decent. Um, but it still wasn't right. as good as email. But it was no. better than it is now. Now you have to, like you said, you have to run ads to that post and then and then right. boost it. I think Facebook Live is is probably the best thing right now. But that's again going to probably <laughs> go the other way as it, soon as it'll they change. yeah it'll it'll change. But yeah. for now, but then what are you doing with the Facebook Lives? Well, you're saying like, hey, cool. If you want this free thing, go here and and exactly. get on my and list. get them on the list. Yeah, everything. Yeah. I look at social media and all the other stuff. I, I look at it purely as a way to go, get from there to get people onto my list. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The list is a relationship. And anyone says, oh, email's dead. Kids don't check email and blah, blah, blah. That's BS because every single person listening to this, I guarantee you've checked your email at least a few times already today. Yeah, yeah. And I know, it, it, look, my kids are, my oldest is 13. I got 11, I got four kids. And my 11 and my 13-year-old have email and they check it every day. Right. Um, right. people still check email. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, I, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, yeah. but again, the, I think the people just starting, they, they get a little overwhelmed, uh, with that. But again, I, yeah, I like everyone's it. Trying to sell them stuff. Everyone's trying to distract them and they make it more confusing and they say, you got to be everywhere. Yeah. No, you don't have to be everywhere. No, no, no. I, I you don't know. You gotta, you gotta find your little niche, your little area and go in there, build your list, develop relationships, build trust. It's actually, it's pretty simple. Mm. Right. It may not be so easy. There's a difference between easy and simple, but mm. it's pretty damn simple. Mm. It really is. And, and everyone else is going to try to distract you and they're going to try to sell you more courses and all that other crap. Yep. But you just have to put your blinders on and say, this is my market. I'm building a list. I'm building relationships. And I'm going to sell some stuff. Yeah, yeah. That'll value. Yeah. No, okay. Be, before we wrap this up, th this has been awesome. But oh, we're just getting started, Scott. I, I know. I, I well, we can keep running. I just I was trying to be I was trying to be, be you know be, be respectful of your time. Uh, but uh, you know, the one thing that I know people ask all the time is, okay, I have this email list now. Number one, what do I send them, right? But again, like you said, you got to kind of start to understand your market. And then from there, deliver, you know, again, those solutions to those problems because usually that's Strate what's going right. Strategy trumps tactics. Yes, yes. I agree with that. Why don't you explain what that actually means to, to people? That I don't know. Be. It just sounded good. That sounds really um, good, but I, I know yeah, that you, you know what that well, means. Stra well, stra yeah, it, it, strategy is like, is taking the step back. It's yeah. like, the, it's asking those tough questions, you know, who's my market? What, what's my place in the market? What do I have to say? Yeah. What are they going to listen to me for? What's my objective in this? That's strategy, right? Tactics are, are, are the on, oh, here's how, you know, put this little countdown box in the email to get yep. people to click with false scarcity and it'll cookie their pay. That's a tactic, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and everyone focuses on that because that's, as you said before, there's like the non-sexy stuff. That's the sexy stuff. Right. Yeah. The reality is it's about relationships and you got to think more strategic. Right. Um, that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then the other thing is people say, well, how often do that, do I email them? And I know, I know you've changed your strategy here, right. uh, moving forward. And I'm not sure that's for every single person, especially in like maybe right. a business, but maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Like someone that's selling like the volleyball accessory stuff, let's say, um, into that market, I guess you could, if you were the face of that business, I guess you could deliver emails as frequently as you are, but in the same 
same breath, for some people that's overwhelming. So what would you say would be a good pace? Um, because you want to stay relevant. You want to stay also, you know, yeah. in, in their stream yeah, uh, of exactly. emails. So maybe well, you can speak to that a little bit. Well, here's, here's what I say. Let, let me give you an example to show you why the infrequent emails, why it's going to scare you right now. And you're going to start sending more. Um, let's say the average open rate is about 25%, right? Mm -hmm. Give or take, um, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, so if the, so if, if that's the case, right, the average person, that means again, on averages, the average person's opening maybe one out of every four emails, mm -hmm. right? So if you send an email and most people like in a product category, the guys selling volleyball training, all that stuff, you know how many emails they'll send? They'll send like one a month. Mm. So if you send one a month and the average person opens one every four, how many emails are they opening a year? Yeah. They're opening like three, they're, they're only seeing three of your messages. Mm. No wonder why you're not making a lot of sales. Yeah. Um, so if you sell, if you do one email a week, now you get, now they're opening, let's say one about every month. Okay. Mm. Now we're getting there. Um, so it, it really is, look, it is, it is kind of a test and you have to see your, your, your market and what the response is and how good the content is and the open, you have to look at all that stuff. But I would say, it, you know, kind of across the board at minimum, minimum, you should be doing at least one email a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, anything less, it's, it's not that it's not worth it, but you, you really got to do at least one a week, preferably two to three. I'm up to once a day. Um, and if I don't email for a day or two, we get emails to, to my assistant, to my team, like, where's Ryan? Is he okay? We miss his emails. Yeah. I mean, I, we get emails all the time. People saying, I, I love your emails. I look forward to it. It's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I can't wait to open your email and read it. Like, that's where you want to get to. That's where you, because when you get there, business changes. Hmm. Like, you know, we just, we're doing a, a, a workshop in a couple of weeks. Um, and I sent one email. I didn't have a sales page. I didn't have a video sales letter. I didn't use the hypey headline, who else wants to make a million dollars in your underwear? Like, none of that crap, right? It was literally, here's the workshop, here are the dates, here are the times, we have 100 spots, click here to click here if you want a ticket. And all we did was took them to the checkout page from there. Mm. That's it, here you go, here's the checkout page. And we sold it, we sold every single spot. That's crazy. Um, because we have trust and we have a relationship. Mm. Um, and I'm there all the time, and they, I'm not going anywhere. Right. Like, you know, you've got to be consistent. You have to be prolific and you can't stop. You can't go away for two months. Um, and it drives me crazy in the internet marketing world where these, these guys come on, they'll hit you, they'll hit you hard for like two, three weeks while they're launching. And then they disappear. Yeah. They got your yeah. money. Yep. They're counting their money. They're on vacation. Then they blow it all on Coke and horse. And then they come back, you know, three months later, Hey, we got some great news. We're coming back with version two. Right. It's right. like, you don't really care about me. Yeah, that drives me actually kind of oh. crazy. And it, it recently um, happened. And again, I'm not mentioning anybody or calling anybody out because I don't, I'm not, that's not how I roll. But screw you, Pat Flynn. Yeah, right. <laughs> not Pat, not Pat. I know, I know. I know. Uh, Pat's cool. Uh, but no, I mean, actually someone in, in our industry here and in our community. And it just, it kills me that, it, okay, we've got a close date. I'm okay with a close date. That's fine. But when you come back uh, the next day and go, oh, we're going to reopen because uh, I got a ton of emails of people saying geez, that they couldn't get in or yeah. the shot, the cart got, got, you know, was broken or uh, I, that drives me absolutely that's insane. That's 2007 hack stuff. Uh, so um, yeah. I just did that to me. Yeah. I was on his list and he did that whole thing. We're closing, we're closing, we're done. Oh, I got, Three more people, you know, so everyone's emailing me. Can you open it again? Like, no one's emailing you.
It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> no. no one's emailing you. No. Uh, yeah, it's don't just, go it just down makes, that road. That's short-sighted. And you know what? You might make a couple extra sales, but you, you blow all, all the integrity you have. Yeah. I, I look at this, and I have all my students look at their business as a long-term. It's the reason why I'm still doing this. What the hell? What year is it now? I don't even know what year it is. That's 2017. Yeah. Come on, man. It's, so I've been doing, I was trying to think of the numbers, how long I've been on. So this is now my 18th year yeah. online, right? That's insane. When I was, when I was, when I used to speak at, you know, as, as a quote unquote guru, you know, 10 years ago, yeah. I didn't start off that way. Um, almost every person I shared the stage with, they're all gone. Yeah. Not yeah. gone because they made millions of retired, gone because they just burnt, they have no more trust. They have no more integrity. People don't believe them anymore. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, I'm doing, I love doing this. I love coming on. Like when, when I saw on the calendar, you're going to interview me. I'm like, I love, like, I look forward to this stuff. Yeah. This is fun for me. No, uh, I, exactly. And again, for me, I mean, I, I get the privilege of doing this now and being able to kind of have like a, I always look at it almost like I'm, I'm able to just talk with, with friends now, but also just learn through that process and kind of dig through and ask the questions that I want answered as well. Not just the audience, but then the audience gets it. So it's really, to me, it's, it's a win-win for everyone. And I love talking. I could talk about the stuff, whether we we're on a podcast or do. not. Uh, I know. I, I do have a, I have, this is a personal, a personal question here. And this one here. And the I, answer is yes, I do look as good in person. You do. I know that. Yes. Um, oh, that, that was the question. <laughs> that wasn't the, and the question. question is, yes, I am smarter than Flynn. What's the third? <laughs> the third Screw question. The, yeah. The, the third, the third question would be, um, haters. Because as you email, you are going to get haters. You are going to get right. people that are going to say, you're just like the rest, you know, stop emailing me. You know, I, I didn't ask for this or what, like, how do you handle those people? And, and I know some are more graphic than others. I mean, I've gotten okay with it now, but in the beginning, man, it's like, holy cow, like this person really, really hates me and thinks yeah. I'm a really bad person. And that, I mean, right. for anyone that's, that's got, you know, any type of morals it does affect you where you oh, think yeah. to yourself, you doubt you're, you're like, wait, wait a minute. Am I, am I doing something wrong? Like I thought I was helping, but you know what I, I mean? Know. So how do you get I through know. that? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, and anyone says, Oh, love your haters or it's just a reflection on you. Like, you know what? I get that, but it's still, you know, my, my look, I'm from New York. My first reaction is to punch back. <laughs> yeah. Me That's too. my first reaction. It's like, you want to go? Like, let's go. Yeah, you want to step um, outside? But of course, I stop, I take a breath. Um, I, but I do try to set up systems where I, I don't see most of that stuff. Mm. Um, even every email we send, it's from admin at ryanlee.com. So if they, if they hit reply, it actually goes to one of my assistants. Oh, um, okay. I and like she that. knows, yeah. And she knows she's, and she even said, Ryan, my number one job is to protect you. Um, mm. because I just don't need to see that. Not that I'm not living in reality. Cause I know, I know people unsubscribe, but if someone says you're get me off, like it, there's nothing positive. There's no constructive criticism. No. There's nothing. There's nothing positive that can come of it. So why the heck do I even have to see it? So she'll just delete them or, you know, unsubscribe, say, hey, sorry, feel that way. Goodbye. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's it. And sometimes things get elevated to me where someone, you know, is, is threatened or whatever. Then I'll deal with it. But thankfully, it really doesn't happen that often um, mm. because I just try to – I'm very upfront. I'm like, this is me. This is my positioning. This is what I do. Um, if you like it, great. And if not, that's cool too. Um, yeah. and I, I really try to be nice and respectful to everybody. Uh, so we really don't get it that often. So every once in a while you get some, you know, what is mostly, and I don't mean this like trying to sound arrogant, but it is like jealousy. Yeah. Like, yeah not no, that I'm a perfect true. guy, but they just, you know, they see you and they see all the stuff like, Oh yeah. man, screw you. You're an alien. You're ripping people off, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. again, I, I think if you can set up some type of system where, Whatever they reply to 
it goes to like an assistant so they could kind of protect you from some of the negativity. Um, you know, if it's on Facebook, I'll just delete it. I just, and then I, I have, because we had so many positive emails and so many testimonials. Um, I have a whole separate folder in my Gmail that's just called testimonials. So if I feel like I'm getting, if I feel like I'm not making progress or I feel like I'm getting beat down, I'll just look in there and see all the lives I've changed. I'm like, all right, I feel pretty good. Yeah, no, that, that's a huge, that's actually a big one. Actually, I, I've done the same thing because uh, you're right. It's kind of like my, my motivational folder of the people that say, you know, Scott, you know, I don't know what, uh, where I would have been or where, you know, any of the, the the things that I was struggling with, like where I would have been if it wasn't for you, like just putting out the content or whatever. It's like right. it's just that stuff there is just so I had a guy actually literally it's in my inbox right now. I was going to dig in, but the headline was like, Scott, you've changed my life. Like, how do you like is that from Pat Flynn? That was not from Pat. That was, that was <laughs> from the that son of a bitch. Um, you know, <laughs> no, um, it wasn't from it. No, it, it was Flynn. It's yeah. okay. Uh, Pat, I know you're listening. Uh, I think that oh, I forgot what I was going to say because I'm so excited to rank on Pat. Yeah, um, I know. Well, it's no, it, again it, coming down to like if you're if you're doing yeah. if what you're doing you believe in, uh, you know, 100 percent and you feel as though you are like honestly doing this from the right place. I don't think anyone can say a thing. And if they do, well, then then that, you know, whatever. If, if you leave, then look, then everyone asks about, you know, how do you become a leader? Because, you know, I was. Yeah, in college, I won like the leadership award. I was captain my track team in college. Like I was in these leadership positions. And when I look back and I think of it, um, you know, why, w- w- what was so different about me? You need nothing, right? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't the fastest on my track team in college, one of, but I wasn't the, um, in, in, in my, my program in college, like I, I didn't have the best grades, but I think what I had, um, and it just sounds like common sense, like integrity, like yeah. people want to know that they can trust you. And I think they need to have that feeling like you got their back. Mm. And I think when you hit people with, with all, when all you're doing is trying to sell, when you're mm. offering no value, when every sale you, every sale you make is all about 17 upsells to try to squeeze every dollar out of them. Um, it's, they get, they're like, okay, this person really doesn't care about me. And I have, look, I have no problem making money. Like it's not about that. Like I'm, um, I'm a capitalist. I believe in making money. Like it's great. You could do a lot of great things with money. I'm not saying you shouldn't make money. I'm not saying that at all. But when you just truly care about people and, and you try to put their their best interest there and you're not just trying to sell shit, like things change. Mm. Like you're gonna get less haters, you're gonna get more people who are fans, you're gonna get more people talking about you, you're gonna get invited to speak on podcasts like this, you know, you're gonna get on shows. You're, there's a lot of great things that happen if you think long term and you'd be like, I'm gonna put out the best products for the for my people and do the right thing. Um it's stuff we learned in kindergarten, yeah, but yeah. it still holds true. And everyone, it just gets me crazy. The whole, everyone's trying to, you know, ninja this and, you know, all these tricks and this persuasion, like stop being a <laughs> just be you. Yeah. And, and, you know, instead of doing a hard sale all the time, hey, you know, P.S., this is, this is the, the new volleyball training system we have. If, if you're interested in getting it, click here. And if not, that's cool too. Right. Right. Like that's like just that yeah. little thing. And if not, that's all right. Yeah. Like, no it's pressure. okay. We it's can cool. still be friends. Yeah. But yeah. You don't have to buy it now. Exactly. And you know what? It's not fake. It's not like it's only on sale for the next two hours. You can buy it tomorrow. You can buy it next week. Buy it when you need it. I have people who've been on my list for three, four years and they're like, I finally joined your membership. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Yeah. And we'll make them feel comfortable. Um, like it's just, it's, 
it's great. But like, I could talk about this stuff for days and days. No, I know um, it, it, because it, it took to me, it is, it, it's very simple, but the problem is I think the big problem for people that are just starting to, is it is the money. And I get that, right? You want to mm-hmm. get out of your current situation. I understand mm-hmm. that, but you have to be able to try to figure out a way to, you know, get out there and add value, whether it's with physical products, digital products, whatever it is, understand who you're serving and then do your best to just be like, and again, we'll talk about Pat Flynn a little bit more here, but how, 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 how he says, you know, go out there and create the best resource online in your market. And by doing that, it, it, it could just be the best resource page. It could be, you know, the best set of lessons or content around that because that's going to bring people in and that's going to get people to be educated and then know, like, and trust you, whether it's through content or whether it's through email. And um, I, I just, I truly do believe that, but it's hard in the beginning because we're all trying to make money so we can have that freedom lifestyle that we, we all think that we want, which, right. you know, it's, it's just the way it is, but it's, it's hard. It's a hard balance. And, and it's hard for us to sit here and say that because we're, we're both doing okay where we, we do have like, you know, in doing phenomenal. Yeah, we're, we're, Listen, we're, we're wait, doing no, well. Here's the thing. And I'll, I'll kind of add a little thing on to what Pat said. And, and I agree, but I'll disagree a little bit. Um, yes, create the best resource, but what happens, you know, how do we define the best? And then does that put too much pressure on us where we're like, well, you know, the guys at, you know, the greatest.com, they did this, you know, 200 of the best fitness professionals online. How am I ever going to top that? Look at the mm. research. They have all these resources. How am I going to beat that? And I'm not saying don't try to be great, right? Like try to be great. However, I still think there's something to be said about being like the best you. And I'm not using this as like, you know, eight year old psychology. Oh, be the best. Everyone gets a trophy. No, not that at all. But play into your strengths, you know, like, I'm well aware of my strengths. I'm well aware of my weaknesses. Um, and don't be afraid to talk about your weaknesses. Yeah, like yeah. whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you're saying, like be the best you. So, so even going back to volleyball, you know, don't say your volleyball training system is the best. If it's not right, don't say your socks are the best. If they're not right and be honest with them, say, look, these are the socks. We make them, you know, yes, you could spend, you know, 30% more at, and get the Under Armour socks. And you know what? Because they have so much money and so many resources, their socks are going to be a little bit better. But if you want to save 10 bucks, you know, ours are good and you won't tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to saying ours are the best. And then people are like, well, no, they're not. They're not better than the other Under Armour ones. Right. Like, right. That's okay. Um, you know, you don't have to be necessarily the best. And I think when you connect to people on a real level, like when you write emails, Imagine you're sitting next to someone like at a restaurant or at a bar having a conversation. That's what you want to get it to. Yeah. You get there um, and, and the selling becomes much, much easier. Do, do you have a – I'm just curious too now that you brought that up. Do you have your avatar in your head like precisely on who you're talking to like when you write your daily emails? I'm just curious. I have – there's like, a, there's a general idea. It's it's pretty. The, the thing is, is it I me? Know are, are you writing to me? I, that I am writing to not you. You know who I'm writing to? <laughs> who are you writing to? Pat Flynn. No, <laughs> I am writing to. <laughs> um, I I know my exact market because I was my market. Yeah. Right. I I know exactly who I'm talking to. Um, so I have a I you know. But the thing is, my my group is pretty diverse. Mm. I mean, they tend to, in in the internet marketing space, they tend to skew a little bit older. Like I'm not necessarily. You know, like Gary Vaynerchuk's getting like all the millennials and 20 year olds and, mm. you know, uh, 
mine isn't really that. Mine's probably more got like more men and women like me. They have kids. They're a little bit, you know, a little bit older. Um, so I know exactly what just what what they want and and where they are in life. So I'm I'm pretty good at at kind of talking to them. Um, and even even if not. You know, even if they're, you know, because I'll have people in the 80s and I have people in their 20s. Mm. So how do you talk to everybody? Um, you try to tell, you, you tell stories. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think that's a big one. Stories. I think that's a big one. Maybe you can just touch on that real quick before we wrap up how, how important stories are and how we can weave those stories into an email um, to, to really kind of allow them without boring them. Because pe- some people don't want to hear about all of the things that we did before, uh, you know, before 9 a.m. Um, so right. how do you right. balance that? Like, I think it's interesting because, you know, obviously you tell a very quick little story about maybe something that happened funny this morning and then you lead that into your thing, which, yeah. you know, by the way, I mean, your writing is, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's, it flows so nice. It's, it's the best in the world. It's the best in the world. It, it really, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to try to suck up to you, Ryan, but it, it is no, good. And it's, it. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little jealous because sometimes it takes me an hour and a half to craft a really good email that I feel good about because I just, number one, I hate typing and I'm, I've, I've never been that good in school and I've gotten better, but it's just, it doesn't come natural to me. Um, so I have to go back and read it a couple times and make sure that it flows good and make sure I don't sound stupid here or here, but you know what I mean? But I, I still try to be real. I let people know I don't like to type. I let them know that. So, Hey, if I messed up here and I got fat fingers, you know, I apologize, um, kind of thing. But I, I mean, so what's, What's the, with the stories? Like, how can people weave a story in without boring them? Well, I think for, first, again, it comes back to strategic. Like, what's your kind of brand? Like, what are you? What are you about? Right. So, mine is about you know, the, for my freedom list, it's about lifestyle entrepreneurship, and you know, what's my backstory? My backstory is, um, you know, here's I'm a former rec therapist and a gym teacher and a trainer. Now I have I have four kids. But I built this all while still working from a coffee shop. So I talk a lot about that. Like I kind of weave those stories in. Mm. So, you know, hey, it's it's seven o'clock in the morning. I'm here at my favorite coffee shop or uh, like late. So it really I, I talk about this a lot. Like we spend so much time on the Internet. We don't live mm. like people just aren't living. And even when they're out, their heads are in their damn phones. Like leave your phone at home. Mm. Right. And, and get out one, and yeah. live. Um because everything you do is a story. Like even right when we hang up here, I'm going over. My wife volunteers for, for everything, so which means I volunteer. She so drags me into all this. <laughs> it's my my third year. My three my my one of my kids is in third grade. So they're doing their big talent show. Okay. So of course I did all their audio editing, which nice. and I'm not even good at audio editing. And and <laughs> I am going to be for the next two days there from four o'clock to seven o'clock at night keeping all the kids in line and I'm doing, I came up with an idea for a thing. So I'm actually doing choreography for all the MCs or something. Oh, wow. So God, who knows what this is going to be? (laughs) I'm leaving one out. Um, so I'm doing, and I wrote some jokes for for the MCs for the kids. So, so, so that's a lot of fodder for me to write about now. Yeah. 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 Just have to do with making money. Well, it's about living. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I talked a story, told a story about the guy who delivers pizza, who I, who I became friendly with. I loved the guy and talked about it was his first vacation in 13 years. So live more, tell stories, but make sure the stories re- make sh- relate to you and, and, and your brand because people, it's funny, people try to copy me, Scott. Yeah. And, you know, their, their whole thing could be about fitness or CrossFit or whatever. And they're like, oh, I'm at my coffee shop drinking a latte. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, that's me. Yeah. And even if you are, what the hell does that have to do with fitness? Yeah. So yeah. make sure it relates to you. I've had people steal my emails. I had a guy write the, copy my email so much word for word. We went to my wife's 
family for 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 the holidays. I'm Jewish. She's she's Catholic. We we went down, down there for Christmas, and her family, uh, like from El Salvador, and we're like doing karaoke at midnight. Like, nice. it's so much fun. It's, oh, it's such, such a blast. Um, my family was not like that at all. And I started telling that story, and we did karaoke till midnight. But and I want someone forwards me this guy's email, like, oh, this guy copied you, and he literally, when I say word for word, down to, oh, and we were doing karaoke. Until midnight oh my with my my mother in law, I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh! Like you're you're literally stealing that. Um, so live, tell stories. Tell, uh, so the, my my basic outline for the email is the, the first couple lines are usually something personal, story. Whether it's I'm at the coffee shop or I was just doing choreography for thirty kids, thirty eight <laughs> year olds, which I think I'm gonna shoot myself. Right. If, I don't, if I never send an email again, it's because I shot myself. Um, <laughs> and, and then I'll, I'll kind of transition into what the kind of lesson of the day is, what the little education, you know, I always try to do edutainment where it's educating and entertaining. Mm, I like uh, that. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up a little bit. And a lot of times I'll do a sale on like a soft PS. So PS, you know, if you're interested, if, so if we were talking, if it was volleyball and you know, today we're talking a little bit about vertical jump or we're talking about speed or agility or, you know, maybe there was a volleyball thing and the USA volleyball and the person won and here's why they won was their mindset. And, you know, P.S., if you're having issues with your feet, it, it, to relate to your email, hmm. um, here are the socks we have, you know, for 20% off today. Use this coupon. Um, Ooh, I like it. it. That's cool, too. That And it's that's the basic, basic template for what an email looks like. Yeah, uh, and I would tell anyone, just get on your list to, yeah. <laughs> to read your emails because there's there's literally there's an education in just that. And um, I, I do. I mean, I, I read most of your emails. Um, I could tell you about the pizza guy. I read that email. Yeah. Um, I, you know, again, I could, what's that? His name was Willie. Yeah, yeah, Willie. You know, so I mean, you know, I I literally could tell your story through the yeah. emails that you deliver, and and whether I knew you or not, I wouldn't be annoyed with the email because number one, you are kind of bringing it back to like what you're talking about, and the other thing is, and I think that people need to understand, and and you brought it up, but I want to bring it up again, is really kind of like where do you stand, and and in your case, what I know that you stand for in because you're in your emails, you talk about it, you rant about it, is that it's us against them, like mm-hmm. us against, and you've picked that that angle, which is a good angle, which is like. I don't want to be like those guys who are those internet guru guys that are telling you they can make money um, tomorrow if you just do this one thing. That's BS. And if you believe that, I'm here to tell you that that's not true and it's not going to happen. But this is what this is what we believe in: hard work and actually just taking action, and things will happen. And then again, you start to position yourself as that guy, and that's that's how I see you through those emails and then those little stories that you weave in there. But you get to the it, it's so it's so great because you you actually you tell that story quickly. But you explain it in detail so people understand it. And I've struggled with that a little bit. I'm like, okay, wait a minute here. This story's going a little bit too long here. I don't think people mm-hmm. need to know about this. Yeah, you just kind of, you just kind of, kind of edit yourself. So I'll, I'll sit down. Um, and I truly do. Like people, like, did this really? It's so funny. They'll say, did that really happen? Even once in a while, like, because all my dad, my sister, like my whole family, everyone's on my list. Yeah. My sister, uh, she'll call me. She'll be like, hey, Ryan, did that really happen? <laughs> I'm like, of course it did. Like, I don't make. I'm not that creative. Yeah. Um, I, I just tell stories about what happened. Yeah. And you, you, so I sit down and every email I do is in real time. Uh, look, we can talk about this for days. Like where I sit, I got, I have my whole system. I go to the same coffee shop. I put a song on, I put my headset on, I get a latte. Like I get in my zone and that's the first thing I do when I open up, I use Aweber for most of my emails, Yeah. open up Aweber and I literally just start typing. I just mm. start writing and writing and writing it. It might go off in one direction and then into another direction. 
And then after I'm done writing, then I just kind of cut some stuff out that doesn't make sense. I read it over once again, see if I need to spice it up or tone it down or whatever it is. And then I hit send. And, mm. and that's it. I mean, that's and and that's why it feels so real and in real time, because it is it, it, it is happening in real time. I'm sitting there like in real time and everyone is is obsessed with automation and autoresponders. But autoresponders, as even as if you're really, really good in autoresponder, it can never feel 100 percent real. First of all, you can't reference mm. stuff. You can't say, right. oh, there's a snowstorm today. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? It's it's August. Mm. Like it's no, it's not. Um, so it just feel you could reference, you know, a movie that was on or a TV show or, or an election or a sports thing. It just feels more real, like a real conversation from a friend. Yeah. Like a friend's not going to put you on an autoresponder. Right. No, that's hundred percent, hundred percent. It's getting in that. So yeah, yeah. I, I think the one, the one thing that I, that I like using the autoresponder for, especially is in the beginning is kind Absolutely. of reaching out to them and saying like, what are you, what's your sticking point? And then let me know. And I'll, I, I want to hear, and I'll, I'll definitely reply back to you. And then I do reply back to those people. So if they send me something it, again, it gets the conversation started, but then again, they, they're like, holy crap, Scott just actually emailed me. That's pretty cool. So I've automatically now connected with them on another level. Um, yeah. now I, you know, I, I just think that, but again, like you said, if you start doing out these, you know, a hundred day email sequence, it's tough to reference to, you know, current events in a sense, or yeah. your, or your story that just happened. Um, there, I, I'll, I'll let you go here in a second. I had one, I had one email that I wrote and it was inspired by how you were writing at the time. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to try this. I normally might not do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And we were having coffee in the morning. My, my, uh, my nine-year-old, they have coffee once a year, um, in this little courtyard with, um, with the police officers of our, our town. And it's pretty nice. They kind of get together. So my headline was why I had coffee with the cops this morning. And, and it got great open rate. And then people were like, oh my gosh, Scott, I couldn't believe it. I thought you got pulled over. I thought you were writing that in yep. jail. And it was yep. just great. I get so many uh, replies to that email and uh, it was just, people were laughing and they had a good time with it. And so did yeah. I. So it, it, it was it, cool. It works. It works really well. And especially for headlines, like curiosity, yeah. um, as opposed to, you know, the seven best ways to blah, 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 you yeah, know, the three yeah. way and every email's like that, you know, three ways to improve your vertical jump in volleyball. It's like, ugh. yeah, no, it's I, just I mindless dreck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was, this was, this was fun. Yeah, th this was awesome. And, and we could probably go another hour, but we can't cause you have to go do some talent show thing tonight, right? <laughs> Choreography. <laughs> Choreography. All right. I, oh my God. I, I, Again, I wish I could make this up. I wish I could make up the fact that I'm going tonight for three hours. I can't wait for the email tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> All right. And then so, I got to do it again on Thursday. Oh, that's beautiful. Hey, oh, um, do me do me a favor. Let people know where they can get in touch with you and and learn more about, I mean, obviously where they can sign up to just even go through your emails because I think they're brilliant. But maybe just uh, let people know where they can get in touch with you. Yeah, go to uh, the best place is freedom, F-R-E-E-D-Y-M.com. Um, go there. We have a, a, a an opt-in, a free list, a giveaway, and uh, you'll get on my list, and you'll see all the craziness yeah. that happens. You'll you'll see all my choreography, all the shenanigans, all the shenanigans, <laughs> um, and you'll get some good ideas for emails and and headlines. But listen, please don't steal my like. Don't if you're not doing karaoke with <laughs> your your, your in-laws at midnight in Christmas in North Carolina. Yeah, you know, don't say y'all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like be you, uh, and you is good enough, and you is you is is perfect. So yeah. just be you. That, and that's live. awesome. I was gonna I was gonna ask for some last uh, from sorry, for some last little bits of tips there, but I think just being you is probably a good one, right? Yeah, be you or Pat Flynn. It's <laughs> it's one of the other. 
Oh man. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to reach out to Pat and just uh, you know just tell him that he's mentioned probably the most than any other guest in this episode just tell because him how of he's you. His balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. I want to say thank you once again. I appreciate nice you job. and everything you've done, and uh, and I continue to uh, to learn from you as well. And I plan on having you back on the show. We could do another hour show on just some random business stuff, oh, I guess. Right? Absolutely. Well, we could even we we. We were not even scratching the surface on emails, like how to come up with what the topic's going to be and weaving it. So we could, there's a lot more we can talk. We didn't even talk about recurring revenue or membership, nothing. Yeah, we, we just, we'll, we'll definitely get, we'll get, we'll get you back on for sure. We can definitely dig into that stuff and it's just fun talking okay. with you anyway. So we'll definitely do that. But hey, go and have fun at the, uh, at the choreography party that you're going to be, that you're going to be hanging out at and, and directing. Mouth. And uh, we'll, uh, I think I'm going to go spam Pat Flynn right now. You know, that maybe that'll relax me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan. I appreciate you, man. All right. Bye. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Ooh, all right. So that was amazing. Uh, even listening to that back, there was just a ton of nuggets in there. And it's kind of like when I wrote the title of this episode, so you guys kind of knew what we were going to be talking about. Like, how do I throw everything that we just discussed into a title? That was a challenge in itself because, I mean, we talked about physical product. We talked about how he had a supplement company, what happened there. Then we talk about how we can message an audience in a, you know, in an example of a garlic press or a volleyball or, you know, it, it just, there was a ton, a ton of to me personally just going back and listening a ton of value there and you really probably will need to re-listen to that ryan is a great guy he's fun uh someone that i am really really happy to know now uh, a little bit more personally now that him and i were able to to kind of hang out a little bit here but also uh a little bit privately too we do talk every now and then so it's just really really cool to be able to uh to have him share some of that wisdom with all of us, and again, it's experience, right? He's been through different changes here, not just Amazon, not just email marketing, not just supplements, right? He's done a lot of different things, and I think when you do a lot of things, even going back to my story, you know, episode 300, if you haven't heard that, listen to that app, that episode, and you will, you'll hear that, you know, there's all of these different things that give me the experience that can can help me get to that next place. Uh, it's really, really important and really powerful. But the one thing that I want you to understand is with email marketing, and like Ryan said, email is not going anywhere. It is going to be still used. It's going to be still uh, one of the more powerful ways to eventually get a sale. But yes, you're going to create value through those emails. And I'm not going to sit here and kind of rehash what we just talked about because it was really good and you just go back and listen or download the show notes, the transcripts, because it is to me that valuable. This is an asset and it's also an art that will take time to start to learn and start to maybe create your own voice or maybe your the face of your business's voice or maybe just your business's voice, maybe your mission. Like those are the things that you'll need to kind of come up with on your own, but you can kind of use this framework. So guys, that's pretty much gonna wrap this up. Again, I could have talked to Ryan for another hour or two and just kept riffing on this because it's just a great, a great topic and a great thing to really dig into. So if you guys want to download the show notes to this episode, which I really think you should, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 318. I would also recommend checking out Ryan Lee over at Freedom. Uh, and uh, again, you can just find that in the show notes and there'll be a link there heading over to him. And even if you just sign up to his email list to uh, to just see how he writes his emails, to me, that's 
a course in itself just to sit there and read his daily emails. And uh, it's just really awesome to uh, to kind of see how it all kind of works and, and kind of how he's doing it. And it's funny because after I recorded this, we were talking all about him doing that choreography and all of that. And, uh, you know, with his kids, well, the next day in the email, it was exactly about that event, which was really, really funny and cool at the same time. So that's going to pretty much wrap it up, guys. I want to remind you that I am here for you and I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to do what? What do you have to do? If you're not fired up after this episode, you need to go back and listen to it again. But what you have to do is take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.